0: 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 855 Tonight in the studio, it's Julia
1: and Puke.
0: That's right. Uh, puke and the gang, basically. Two-thirds. A little more serious, though.
1: Or possibly half. Yeah,
0: we'll have to tone it down today.
1: I will do my best to not curse.
0: Yes not uh, say any of
1: the seven naughty words the FCC. <laughs> for those of you who don't know
0: what we're talking about, you can hear more of Puke and myself at uh, pukeandthegang.com. Absolutely.
1: That's show. our silly podcast.
0: Yes, lots of fun.
1: And if you like uh, intelligent things or serious topics, that's not the podcast for you.
0: <laughs> right. I would have to uh, say I concur.
1: We're full of silly, offensive, nonsensical things. Yes.
0: Exactly. So we've got lots of stuff to talk about tonight, including a bunch of TSA mishaps. Uh, but Ooh, first, I wanted to make a pleasant announcement.
2: Oh,
1: and everybody uh, loves pleasant. Yes, announcements. I'm sure
0: most of you know. If you're on Facebook, you certainly know. But uh, Adamo was let out of jail today. I'm sure he'll be on the show sometime soon. Um, I actually didn't know he was getting out until after I had already arranged for the host. So that's why he's not here tonight. But uh, um, but congratulations yes. to Adamo. Yeah, I'm that's sure probably that feels good. Yeah. Feels good.
1: Not being in jail, good thing.
0: Always a good thing.
1: Although being in jail sucked, I'm sure. So that's a tragedy, but it's good that he uh he was let out early, correct? I, I don't
0: know. I'm I'm a terrible friend apparently. Yes.
1: <laughs> or we're just we're just not in the in the loop so much. Yeah, I'm
0: not in that loop unfortunately.
1: Not really in the but loop.
0: I've only I've spent 1 day in jail and it was uh it was actually more like I think it was 18 hours. It was in a holding cell. And it was awful.
1: Yeah, it's not good. I spent a few few days uh, as a teenager in juvenile hall. Not yeah. fun. It was a lot of lot of stressful uh, times and crying and boredom. It crying. Yeah,
0: I was crying too. The cops were very mean to me about that.
1: Yeah. Well, I didn't really have it a bad experience with the cops per se, other than the fact that it's just I was in jail, and you know, it's like you're a teenager and you're like, oh, what happened? And I didn't actually do anything to right. harm anybody or anything. I just I made some stupid comments. You know, I'm a teenager. Uh, I have a very sarcastic and you know irreverent sense of humor, and I said stuff, and yeah, they, you know they took it seriously. So oh, the world ended. and yeah. it was it was recently after nine eleven. Oh 'm yeah. sorry, not nine eleven. Uh, Columbine. So it was in ninety nine. Yeah, it was right after that time. Yeah. 98, ninety eight, ninety nine, somewhere around there. So
0: yeah, they don't take too kindly to that.
1: No. Hey, Michelle joined us.
0: Hi.
3: Am Hi. Is now. my microphone on? Yes, yes, it is. Yes, I left it on for you. I walked in and you were Excellent. saying, uh, mentioning teenagers, and I'm like, oh yeah, oh god, please let's not talk about teenagers. I <laughs> I hate teenagers. So <laughs> I don't know, you too. I don't know what you were saying, but right now we we're not actually a welcoming a demo
0: out of jail. Yay!
3: I sent him a text message. I don't know if he has the same phone number, but um, mm. yeah, it's really great news. Yeah, I, we
0: just wanted to good talk about how nice that is, and that he's out of jail. Yeah. Yes. I wanted to announce it. It's a good, positive thing, right? It always feels good to get out of jail, and some of the listeners might not know yet, so Mm -hmm. yay, a demo. Yes, now they
1: know. So look forward, I'm sure, to in the future he'll probably be in here to tell his tale.
0: Yes, I'm sure that's true. I'm really interested because
3: he's the only person I know, I think, that's been at the Manchester Jail. Oh,
1: I've yes.
0: heard that the Manchester jail is significantly worse than the Keene jail. Yeah. It is
1: much larger. Uh, to, you know, it's it's like the large city jail. Right. So I'm sure there's a lot of
0: although
3: it, it looks like stuff. they're expanding the uh, the jail up at uh, Cheshire House of Corrections. Really, mm-hmm. really,
1: the the one that they just built. <laughs> yes, the, 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 know, the new bigger one that they just built, like what two years ago, and now they have to add more.
3: Right. Well, I can't really tell. I'm going to go up and do a little um, a little investigative. You know. Uh, snoop around a snoop bit. Snoop around. Yeah. But, you know, uh, house the Cheshire County House of Corrections is a jail that we oftentimes refer to. And, you know, that's the jail uh, we talk about on Free Talk Live. And and uh, I drive by it on my way into town. And it's a huge property. Yes. I mean, it's on and, the side and of this a beautiful hill. hillside, which would otherwise be a really nice space for Well, yeah. before Something it else. was
1: there, it was just nice trees.
3: Nice ski nice hill little, if you wanted to, you yeah. know, do a little hiking. Right. But yeah, so they it looks like they're expanding. They've got all kinds of really? stuff going on up there, yeah.
0: Ridiculous. Yeah. Anything else you want to say about Ademo?
3: demo? I am looking forward to playing some cards and having him uh beat me. He okay. can he can win some money.
1: Oh yes, the uh, the poker. Yeah. It, he's a Texas Hold'em guy?
3: He uh No, I don't know, is it Texas Hold'em?
1: I don't know anything much about poker. There's I know Texas river. Hold'em. There's a river. Yes, there we go. <laughs> And, and kings and queens are involved somehow, and <laughs> ace is high. I don't know.
0: Yeah, me neither. So I promised this story about TSA mishaps. Uh, this is from com. Mm, Dying woman mm, gets security. Pie. Yeah, I put pie like uh, 3.14.
1: Oh, Yeah, I so. think so. Mm.
0: That's sexy. Dying <laughs> That's woman gets security pat down at SeaTac, which I guess must be an airport. Yes. Uh, A dying woman says a security pat-down at SeaTac Airport left her embarrassed in front of crowds of people. Michelle Dunage says screeners checked her under her bandages from recent surgeries and refused to give her a private search when she requested one. Oh, God. Dunage, who was dying of leukemia, carried a large amount of prescription drugs through SeaTac to head to Hawaii for what would be one of the last trips of her life. She called Alaska Airlines ahead of time to request a wheelchair and ask how her medicine should be separated for the security line. I did everything they asked me to do, so I think, I didn't think it would be an issue, she said. Wrong! <laughs> but Dunaj says nothing went right for, at, uh, at the security checkpoint. A machine couldn't get a reading on her saline bag, so a TSA agent forced one open, contaminating the fluid that she needs to survive. Sweet. I can't imagine oh that that gosh. stuff is cheap.
1: Well, well, if it's just saline solution, that's it's not. Yeah, I doubt it's I that expensive right. compared it's the to right
0: a right. but, but medical supplies are just always really right. Overpriced. It's,
1: it's sterile, and you have to get it from a specific supplier. And you know, I I doubt she had a backpack full of it just in case yeah. some like you know uh, minimum wage goofball at the TSA with his little badge.
3: You wouldn't allow open. someone. I would hope. To stick their finger, open up your your you know baby's formula if you're feeding them from a bottle, or or you wouldn't let them like stick your finger their finger in your food and then eat it. Yeah. You know, so the idea. yeah,
1: just imagine like if you had a cup of coffee and some stranger was like, "Hey, what's in there? Let me poke my finger in there and flick a booger in or something." But this is sterile. She's
3: getting it intravenously, so it has to be completely sterile. Yeah. And. So it's it's it's
0: uh, ruined. Yeah, this is sick. What do you think about this? Give us a call eight five five four fifty free. What do you think? Puke.
1: I think God bless America. Yes, God, God bless, bless America.
0: purple. It's well, it's oh, really blue. I but like it, that. It People fades tune to purple. Into the cam and check that out. And that is your sweatshirt. Thank you. You, you should like probably it.
1: say the the phone number again. I forget that eight that has five to be said.
0: five four fifty free. Puke's really excited for you to call.
1: Yeah, because uh, otherwise we're going to run out of stuff to talk about real quick. Right? No, excited?
0: no, I've got lots.
1: No, and I, I never get excited.
0: So more here. But she I took says, speed
1: before the show. So. Oh, no. <laughs>
0: uh, she says that they made her lift up her shirt and pull back her bandages, holding feeding tubes in place. Uh, she said she needs those tubes because of organ failure. With <sighs> other passengers staring, Dunaj said she asked for privacy and was turned down. They just said that it was fine. The location we were at was fine. You know what really stinks yeah, about this? Yeah, it's disgusting. Is when you're in a TSA checkpoint, like, she doesn't have the option to leave. You can't leave or right. they will arrest you. Right. So yeah. she couldn't say, okay, never mind. I don't want this to happen, so I don't want to go through with this. She has no choice but to stand there and be humiliated. Yes. No, th- was she standing or sitting in a wheelchair? Oh, yes, she's in a wheelchair. Oh, <laughs> uh,
2: there you go.
3: Or a gurney or something. Yeah. I mean, I watched a man at uh, Logan Airport in Boston, um uh, a couple of flights ago who must have been near a hundred years old i mean he was very very old and he needed assistance up out of his wheelchair and the tsa it took about 20 minutes uh for the tsa agents to to uh unhook a bag of some sort i don't know what kind of bag that is but whatever kind of bag you have underneath your clothes is yeah. it a bag that should be opened possibly especially a
1: colostomy a- bag exactly feces or something maybe. but they were
3: yelling at him to get up out of a wheelchair and he couldn 't without assistance, and they were two of them were standing over him and I turned back and looked at all the people in line because that was horrifying, but it doesn 't surprise me because it doesn 't surprise me what people who are who are in power do anymore it doesn 't surprise yeah. me what, what surprised me were all the people behind me who said and did nothing. Well, yeah. what are you going to say? Yeah,
1: what are you going to say other than, you know... you I open you're... up
3: my big fat mouth the whole time. Mm. What are you doing to that man? You can't, you know, and I wonder you if risk... anyone said anything to be, about this woman.
0: The yeah, scary thing I... is
1: you risk being the, the center of attention next. for their... But
0: if we're all saying so, yeah. no... 855-450-FREE. Call us in. Tell us what you think. Welcome back to Free Talk Live, the show where you can call about anything. Give us a call at 855-453. That's the Seiko CAI toll free line. And tonight in the studio, it's Julia, Michelle, and you. We've got uh, lots of stuff to talk about, talking about the TSA right now and uh, inappropriately screening a dying woman. Uh, But first, got to tell you about Bitcoin. Uh, a new Bitcoin site called Block. Is that music going on? Yeah, it's going yeah. music I, I, Okay. How do we? I, I don't know how
1: to. I, oh, hey, that's right <laughs> now. Sweet.
0: Sorry about that. I was I don't getting know. into
1: it there for a minute. Wow.
0: It was is to... like drum solo? I don't know. I, there are new music beds, so maybe it's it has something to do with that. But I thought that was unusually long. Well, it long. needs to have a twin size rather than a queen or <laughs> <and> king. <laughs>
3: because yes. that's
0: just.
5: There's too much bed.
0: That's yes. a wrong size bed. <laughs> so, anyway, three of us. I was in the middle of telling you about blockchain.info. Tell it's us an all about online it. Bitcoin wallet. They also have apps Yay, for Android and jailbroken iPhones. Thanks to fancy encryption techniques, blockchain never has access to your money. In fact, they can't even tell, know how much money you are sending or receiving. With the blockchain wallet, you can even send Bitcoins via email to your Facebook friends or to anyone with a cell phone number in just about every country in the world. And this is all for free. Get your free Bitcoin wallet today at blockchain.info. Okay.
3: You say that so much better than Mark, I think. Really? Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's quite a compliment. Yes, you're like really Mark's going to hunt you in, down now. Yeah, I know. But you're, you're really uh, peppy and enthusiastic.
0: Great. Happy to hear it
1: take that and mark
0: yes exactly He's ian and mark oh yeah i forgot to mention Julia ian and mark Miranda are not, not here tonight
1: <laughs> what they're not
0: <laughs> yeah uh, I, I i thought they just said i the usually hell throw, throw in something tonight. about uh, them being away on their romantic vacation. oh <laughs> uh, yes but i forgot so. this year they're in, they're in was LA, it not? right yes they're in la for a radio conference they'll be back tomorrow so you only get one more day of non-ian and mark free talk live uh.
1: Only one more day of reprieve. (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) So we've been talking about the TSA and specifically this dying woman, who uh, she has, I believe it was leukemia. She is leukemia. On her deathbed, she is traveling to Hawaii. It doesn't say why. Perhaps she wants to die somewhere nice.
1: Yeah, and you just—it's hard to fit a deathbed on an airplane. Yeah. Enough trouble. It does not fit in the overhead bin.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so she requests a <laughs> private uh, search because they start lifting up her bandages and opening up her saline solution that keeps her alive. Uh, when she asked for the privacy, she was turned down. They said that the location was just fine. Uh, TSA spokesperson Ann Davis said officers are trained to perform pat-downs in a dignified manner. And ah. at any point, passengers- Trained by whom? What? Yeah. How do you get trained for a pat-down?
1: In a dignified manner.
0: Yeah, is there anything dignified about being groped?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you, like, what is a dignified manner when they're, you know, like, lifting up medical bandages and, and opening your medical bits and stuff in your wheelchair? And, like, how is that at all dignified?
3: The TSA agent that um, patted me down one time when I went, oh, my God, yes, 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 <laughs> yes. Male right or female there, agent? It was a woman. Okay. And she's like... That is so inappropriate. I'm like, but you're touching me there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> how do you think I'm supposed to feel? That's like...
1: Said the woman with her fingers in the naughty <laughs> bits. right? She, yeah.
3: her like- middle knuckle, actually, this was after her middle knuckle penetrated the inside because she That's went... That's foul. Uh, yeah, it's totally. And so it was the back of her hand. And so how? please tell me how that outside of the confines of a consensual sexual relationship... That can in any way be dignified. Yeah, I yeah. mean... People feeling you up and looking in your private parts and pulling up your clothes in front of people. That's like voyeurism and porn and all
0: kinds of undignified stuff, according to the Is gear. there anybody yeah. out there who thinks that this is okay? Give us a call, 855-450-FREE. I'd love to hear from you. I, I mean, I don't really have it's anything else safety. to s- yeah, uh, it is supposedly <laughs> for our safety. Haven't they done their own studies that have shown that they miss bombs on a regular basis? Yes, they do. So it's really yeah, just security theater. Stuff.
1: And then the other half of the stuff, uh, they just steal, like your iPads. Yes. Did you guys ever see that? Uh, it was all over the internet recently. There was some uh, like sting that one of the CNN or Fox News or somebody did with iPads, and then uh, they they finally, I guess, one of them got stolen out of like ten. And they, they tracked it down to the TSA guy's house. And he's like, no, uh, what? iPad? I don't know what that... And they they set off this alarm thing because you can track sure. the iPads. You have software and stuff. And then you can hit the alarm and it starts making noise. And there on tape inside the guy's house is an iPad making a bunch of noise. And they're like, what is that? And he's like, I, I don't know what that is. My wife. Maybe she, <laughs> she was, you know, I think my wife's. Blame you it know and Eve. And it's just like, you know, these people have no shame. And they're, you know, they're not exactly... Um, well, the you know, they're not Catholic the missionaries, creme, nor yeah. are they
3: the creme de la creme of the, you yeah. know, uh, employee potential workforce. Yeah, they're not right. monks.
1: They're they're like the guy that couldn't get a decent job, but he was a high school bully or he was picked on. And now it's his turn to be the bully. And, he, you know, it's just like, uh, you know, these people that have uh, the, their little tin badges and they, they take the little tiny bit of they power like they power. have. And they, oh, they love that stuff. Well, and even if
0: it. you yes. don't go into it, liking power, how could that not get to your head? I mean, they've done studies on that, too, like the Stanford experiment,
3: you know, with the the guards versus the inmates that were, you know, selected just randomly or whatever. And and uh, it has nothing to do with even your personality or anything. It's just it's the environment that creates that atmosphere.
0: It's it's funny that you brought that up, Puke, because I actually have another article here about the TSA uh, that about them stealing all the time. This is from an ex-TSA Course. agent. She says, we steal from travelers all the time. A TSA agent convicted of stealing more than $800,000 wow. worth of goods. That is a pretty that's, penny.
1: Yeah, that's, that's plenty to uh, pad your minimum wage paycheck. Yes, there. it
0: is. Uh, worth of goods from travelers said this type of theft is commonplace among airport security. Almost 400 TSA agents have been fired for stealing from passengers since 2003. I wonder how many have actually stolen versus how many have been fired for it,
1: or have been caught. Yeah. You know, this is funny too. Uh, when you think about it, these are the people that are hired to protect you and thus uh, thus ensure your safety. Yet they are the ones that are like stealing your stuff, you yeah. know, sort of violating your safety, your your uh your security. In your private, you know, possessions.
0: Yeah. It, uh, f- <laughs> you know, her name is very hard to it's pronounce. Very ironic. P P Y T H I A S. Do you know how you'd pronounce that?
1: Wait, say it one more time.
0: Uh, Pythias. Sure. Pythias Brown. I apologize if I'm pronouncing that incorrectly.
1: Just call her government a-hole number one. Yes.
0: Uh, <laughs> a former Transportation Security Administration Officer at Newark Liberty uh, international Airport spent four years stealing everything he could from luggage to secure, uh, from luggage and security checkpoints, including clothing, laptops, cameras, Nintendo Wii's, video games, and cash. He's entitled to those things. Yes,
1: that's his bonus mm-hmm. for the year.
0: Speaking publicly for the first time after being released from three years in prison. Now that does surprise me because that's one difference between, say, a police officer versus this particular government agent. That he actually was held accountable for his actions. He actually went to prison for three years for this. We, n- normally you yes. don't really see that with cops. They just get suspended with pay and we brush it under the rug.
1: Yeah, the, uh, the mall cops at the airport don't quite get away with it. The rest of them, I guess.
0: So more about the TSA coming up. What do you think about all this? Give us a call, 855-450-FREE. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. This is the show where you can call about anything, 855-453. That's the sequel CAI toll free line, 855-453. Tonight in the studio, it is Julia. Michelle. Puke. And uh, we've got something to say about Sekel sequel, sequel CAI. I, I said that wrong sequel. yesterday sequel. every time. Uh, Do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? Yes. SACL CAI does collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customer and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep those clients too. SACL CAI. Check out their banner at freetalklive.com. And uh, the gentleman that owns SACL has been a longtime supporter of Free Talk Live, and he is a very nice gentleman. And he organized Indeed. pork fest. Yes, he is a fabulous master. Yeah, he is. So we have been talking about the TSA and specifically uh, how much they steal. We had just started talking about this a man who actually went to prison for three years for admitting or getting caught stealing $800,000 worth of goods from travelers.
3: <laughs> he was in for three years after having stolen 800000 Now, how much uh, reparation did he have to provide?
1: Oh, I'm sure none.
0: That's the thing about jail that is so irritating. It's punitive. It's there's no remedy. Right. I mean, it's basically revenge, right? Like, you stole from me. Ha ha. Your life is misery for three years. But nobody has ever really made whole. It's really just no. done for the state. And not
3: only to provide jobs for the state that you, the person who's not stealing,
0: but rather working to. You
1: have to pay you know, for it. Yeah. Taxation. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's right. crazy. It's really genius on their part. Yes. On the government? S- yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, or- even if it's not, I'm not. We're going to create problems
3: and. Pay- charge you for it and then we're going to create solutions and charge you for that it's too. genius yeah. it's genius <laughs> you know i saw it a, a
1: i saw a chart today on vile facebook michelle you're talking about it how much you hate facebook no, I'm
3: free. <laughs> but every now and then you
1: see stuff that's neat and um uh, somebody had a chart and i don't know the veracity of this chart or not but it showed like this little tiny sort of flat wavy line that said like drug addiction in the united states and that from i don't know there's 1900 60, or something. It was, it was like the 60s, back. yeah, for the, the last century. And then it showed spending and, like, basically in 1970, it shoots up like a rocket and then, you know, just continues going up to the present. And yet addiction flatlined pretty much, you know, little tiny bumps. Jack but Cole. It's
0: just, I saw Jack Cole speak at it the, has the first done Liberty for mm-hmm. drug addiction. Of liberty Forum. And he said the same exact thing. He said that drug addiction in 1900 was 3% of the population yeah. and it's 3% of the population today.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Despite so, spending however many trillions, trillions of dollars on it and you know, the, the freedoms and stuff that nobody has anymore and right. just constantly but, people but being drugs, searched and arrested. Drugs
3: and guns have become the United States economy, government economy. I mean, think about how much money yeah. uh, now the war. the Marines are, yeah, war the war on drugs, the Marines now are down fighting the Zetas, you know, and possibly engaging them at the behest of the, the what President. Now? The Zetas, which is what one of the, I'm sorry, it's one of two, um, uh, the two major factions of uh, warring drug family cartels down in uh, Guatemala. Oh, okay. And so the president had said uh, about a month ago that he wanted to decriminalize drugs in the U.S. I was like, I don't think so. So he settled with, okay, we'll legalize them and allow you to send troops down, I believe. It was 200 or 400 Marines, I'm not sure which one, but one of the two Marines were sent down and they can provoke, but they can't engage. <laughs> Whatever that's supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, what mean. is that? <laughs> and why, <laughs> you know, right. So, how many okay. of, so so now the U.S. is fighting. What is What interest does the United States have in doing that unless there's a vested interest in protecting the drug trade itself?
1: Yeah, the continuization of the illegal drug trade, essentially.
0: You well, know. they have a reason for it to continue.
1: Right. It makes right. lots of money.
0: Lots of money. And it that's they create control. the problem
3: and then they charge you for it and then they create the solution yeah. and they charge you for it. I mean yeah. they have no interest yes. in letting go of
0: that power no. ever.
1: Well that's like I saw this disgusting article in the USA today months ago that said that uh you know, ending the wars is gonna hurt the economy. To paraphrase this article. That's like right. So that's You know, continuing the industrial military complex is more important than ending a war in which people are dying and the economy is ultimately going to crash because of this, you know, you're just throwing money into a fire, essentially, and it doesn't produce anything. And it's just, I mean, it blew my mind. This is USA Today, and they're writing an article like this. It's like, war is great. We love war. Got to have war. The economy's going to go down. War, 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 war.
0: It's amazing how people (laughs) justify this in their heads.
1: Yeah, it makes me want to vomit.
3: Yeah, it's sad. Someone just sent, thank you very much, um, via the... Uh, Facebook? No, <laughs> the chat. Uh, security, they said, tell Puke to stop referring to TSA agents as minimum wage earners. And they sent some data to back Ooh, up You know,
1: plan. I was thinking that after I said it a couple yeah. times. They probably make pretty good bank, <laughs> don't <just> they?
3: I called <laughs> you on it. Okay, so security screener, payscan, com says uh, hourly rate... Uh, nine
0: seventy seven to nineteen twenty four. All right, nine seventy seven to nineteen twenty four with overtime. So total
3: yes. pay with bonuses and things like that is between twenty and forty one thousand dollars.
2: I'm
1: still going to call him stupid. Can I do that.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, uneducated oh. and not very creative. But government. I would say that about all government employees. You can't compete in the yeah. in the marketplace.
0: Well, otherwise. I think you could be a very intelligent person in a government job, but a government job does not give you the incentive to go anywhere it doesn't give you the incentive to challenge yourself or to grow you know these tsa agents what's the goal here it, you are i believe that if you are in a government job then
3: you are of the persuasion that you need to be told what to do and you need to have structure provided for you yeah. I understand that, but you can all you can make voluntary agreements outside of a government job and have that same kind of structure. Sure. There you are lots to...
0: of people out there that would love to tell you what to do. <laughs>
3: exactly, and the idea though that once you accept that government job, you somehow because you have a badge of some sort have an authority that the rest of us don't have over uh, over us non government workers' lives, and uh, it's I think that that becomes more of a, um, a Uh, incentive for people to have those jobs than the actual salary. I think that becomes something that they feed on actually.
0: Yeah. So more on this story. Uh, Give us a call, 855-450-FREE. Tell us what you think about TSA agents or anything else. He says, I could tell whether it was cameras or laptops or portable cameras or whatever kind of electronic was in the bag. Brown often worked alone screening luggage behind the ticket counters. He was frequently told the overhead surveillance cameras... Uh, you, uh, installed to prevent theft were not working.
1: <laughs> how convenient.
0: That's funny because when I was 16, I worked at a Dunkin' Donuts and we had cameras and we always used to joke about how fake they were because you could literally pull out the wire yeah. and it was a cut wire. So, so they, it, yeah, there was no cameras glued. anywhere. It was just to try to prevent stealing. But we always used to laugh about that because we were stupid teenagers. And yeah. We thought it was funny.
1: Just like a duck-blind camera.
0: It was so easy, he said. I walked right out of the checkpoint with a Nintendo Wii in my hands. Nobody said a word. With more electronics than any one individual could need, Brown began to sell the stolen items on eBay. At the time of his arrest, he was selling 80 cameras, video games, and computers online. Brown said that the theft was comparable to an addiction. It was like being on drugs, he said. I was like, what am I doing? But the next day, I would be right back at it. And I mean, that makes sense. All that that's so much money for so little effort. And yeah. it's so easy.
1: And once you and get into it, yeah, it gets comfortable. For eight
3: hundred thousand dollars was three years in jail.
1: Yes. I
0: wonder what that's the crazy. what the punishment would be mm. for like you if you stole eight hundred thousand dollars from a business.
1: Yeah, if you were <laughs> if you were like a Walmart employee and you stole Eight hundred thousand dollars worth of electronics over a few years.
3: Well, there are a couple people that have supposedly stolen eight hundred thousand dollars from the U.S. government via IRS, uh, and they're in prison for like twenty-five years. Yeah, Yeah, the Browns, you know, who were formerly residents of New York, right?
1: And to call that stealing is ridiculous because it's money that they are trying to keep your own money,
0: exactly. Brown was finally caught after selling a camera he stole from the luggage of a CNN producer. When he (laughs) sold the camera on eBay, he forgot to remove the News Network's logo sticker. We got more of this coming up here on The Break. Give us a call, 855-450-FREE. We'll be back, Free Talk Live.
6: the successes are piling up and proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move to New Hampshire, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeene.com and get connected with video, audio, one of the busiest liberty forums in New Hampshire, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com.
0: This is Free Talk Live, the show where you can call about anything, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. Tonight in the studio, it is Julia. Michelle. Pioke. And we have been talking about the TSA and a couple different things. In this particular segment, we've been talking about how much they steal.
1: They love to steal,
0: and we actually employees do have a caller who would like to talk about the TSA. Since this is the show about your calls, Huzzah. Eric from Columbus, Ohio, you're on the air.
7: Hey, I was uh, I actually just saw a hilarious YouTube video a day or two ago about an ABC report where they purposely, well,
2: Who's basically they?
7: set it up so they would have an iPad stolen.
1: ABC did. And
7: they, they used the GPS application and found it at the guys, the TSA guy's house.
3: Puke was telling us about that on the break. That is hysterical.
7: Yeah. So it, it was ABC. They show up at the guy's house and they're like, hey, do you have our iPad? And he's like, no. And they're like, well, the GPS says it's at this location. And then they end up
8: finding it in the house.
1: Yeah, it's it's great that people uh, apparently don't understand how these uh, new smartphones and iPads and stuff have GPS tracking software on them and that you can, like, set off an alarm, an audible alarm so that it starts beeping. And they actually did that on the show. And there's, like, yeah. yet the guy still, for some reason, denies it. He's like, I don't know what that is. Maybe my wife, maybe she did it or <laughs> right. something. It's
7: ridiculous. And they have them on video at the airport taking
3: <laughs> Do you fly very often?
7: Sorry, what
3: was that? I said, do you fly very often yourself?
7: No, I almost never fly.
3: So have you had any interesting encounters with TSA personally?
7: Uh no, because I have only flown once since the whole TSA thing. So, mm-hmm.
3: so would you be willing to like uh strip or, or um you know opt out uh rather than go through the you know what some people call the cancer screener or the uh the image uh essentially naked image that the um, body scanners the body i think scanners, is what they're officially yeah.
0: called mm-hmm. yeah i know that's, that's
7: it's a uh, I, I don't know how i feel about that uh probably i wouldn't do that it's one of the reasons why i don't even bother flying at this point because between the tsa and the airport and the airlines nickel and diming you for baggage it's it's not worth it to fly anymore
0: Mm-hmm. No, I wonder if part of the reason for that is that flights have gone down. Because I, I'm like you. I will only fly if I absolutely have to. If it's a ten hour drive, I'd rather do the drive and just be comfortable in my own car than get harassed. And yeah, so, I,
2: mean,
7: I drive to I drive back home to Keene a couple times a year from Columbus. I I don't bother flying.
0: Keene, New Hampshire. Yeah. Oh. I did, was not aware that you were from yeah. Keene, New Hampshire where we do the show. There is a
1: Keene, Texas,
3: yeah.
0: so
1: It could have been.
7: I, I am a, I'm a native. I will be back hopefully moving back in June. Awesome. Yeah.
3: It, so it, you can call yourself a free stater if you sign up if, since you've moved <laughs> away.
7: I don't doesn't really count if I'm a native
2: though. <laughs>
3: I suppose if you've
0: left. Does anyone pay attention to that number anymore?
1: I don't know. I haven't. I don't even know how many
0: people (laughs) have pledged to move here, but people
3: that are looking to move here. Right. You know?
1: Yeah. I'm sure it's important to somebody.
0: Yeah. Anything else you want to talk about today, Eric? Uh, No, that was it. All righty. Thank you so much for the call. You can give us a call. Talk about the TSA or anything you'd like at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. So we are talking about the TSA stealing stuff as Eric brought up. Um this gentleman was in jail for stealing $800,000 of products from people, mostly electronics, and he resold them on eBay. I wonder how much money he made and if he had to like return that money. I mean there'd be no way to know who he stole it from. There'd be no way. I wonder no if way. he declared it and paid taxes.
1: Well, on and it. and actually uh well, you, eBay makes money off of sales. Yes, you know, they do. They take do. A, a portion of your sales, so they made money off of this theft as well.
3: Wow.
0: Since this is the show about your calls, we have another caller on the line. It's Jericho from Jackson, Virginia. Hello, Jericho.
9: Hey, how you all doing tonight?
0: Great. What do you want to talk about?
9: Well, uh, like I told your call screener, I know the TSA, they constantly confiscate people's knives and all kinds of odd and things that they claim is for your safety. But, uh, I mean, basically, 9-11, that happened because of a security breach that, you know, the government didn't pay attention to. (laughs) You know, these people were terrorists that they should have caught. It didn't matter if they had box cutters, bombs, or guns or their bare hands. They were going to take those planes over. And, you know, when they confiscate all this stuff, it's just like drugs or any other scam, I guess you could call it, from the government because it's all a scam. You know, they resell this stuff. And there's a website called governmentliquidation.com. And basically, you can go to this website and buy whole complete cases. It's not pallets. Well, I know the that the TSA, you know, confiscates. I know and, that I mean, the police the do this with
0: auctions. Right.
9: Left and right. And then they're taking away our knives and everything else. I mean, is this a scam just to make money or are they protecting us? And obviously, it's just a scam.
0: I personally don't feel too protected. I don't either. <laughs> You know, I would at least like the option to opt out. Like, if you want to fly on the airline that has all of the security features and stuff, that's your business, and you're welcome to do that. But I would prefer to fly on the one where you don't get groped, personally. Yeah. That's my choice. I want to have, have it be specialized.
3: Like, I want to be on the flight where it's roomy and what have you, but also where there are no people that um, smell.
8: <laughs> yeah. Smell
3: bad, right? And that the person that. who is in the emergency aisle actually can physically remove the door if necessary, and not just is you know, yeah, six foot five and wanting the extra leg room. Or I mean, you know, my my list of requirements for what makes for me to have safe and enjoyable traveling is a whole host of things. None yeah. of which include whether or not you have a knife or a lighter.
1: What about no children? <laughs>
3: yeah, no yes, children
0: that would be a big one for me. Hmm. Is there
2: great. anything Just else like you had to add, school, Jericho? You
9: don't to your knife in a school in a heartbeat. And back in the day, everybody carried a knife, and they didn't have all this violence problem. I mean, we have violence problems in school these days for a whole host of other reasons. Besides, my my son my son got suspended for three days, and I was told if the knife was a quarter inch longer, he could have been ex- expelled for a whole school year. Yeah, so I, it was over, I. It was it was a multi tool like a Leatherman tool, and yeah. it was, he took it there to work on his Erector set.
3: Homeschool him. <laughs> <laughs> with that. You can homeschool them. That's a solution.
9: Uh, we're thinking about it. My fiance and I are thinking about it because we live in Shenandoah County, Virginia, and right now things are just terrible here. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I'm in Mount Jackson, Virginia, so hopefully some of my friends are hearing me speak here. But these people will lie to you and, and everything to your face. It's, it's the school system here, right up to our superintendent of schools.
3: Well, yeah, I, I homeschooled and three kids time. and am um, and really happy with it, so I try to encourage other people to do the same.
9: Yeah, definitely. We're thinking about it for sure, because government is incompetent from schools all the way up to protection.
0: Well, it was nice talking to you. Thanks for calling in. Yes, thanks for the call, Jericho. You can call and talk about the TSA or schools or whatever else you want, 855-450-FREE. Back to this article. Oh, Puke, you wanted to say something. I actually
1: have a, a comment or a thought that I just thought of there. Jericho made the remark that they sell back these these items like knives that are confiscated or stolen or whatever you want to call it um if if the government was actually there to serve you why why do they not have the option that if this item that they're taking from you is not allowed on the airplane but is still legal in normal society why can't they hold it there at the airport for you to claim when you return if you're returning it would if they were actually serving you the citizen
3: that's a good point. On um March last year, Faisal uh at uh at the Logan Airport, he left a ring in the bin. And uh, I just picked it up a few days ago. Really? Yeah. And so and it was in a and it was in a bag and everything. I had sent them three different emails with all my information so they would send it to me. They never did. I had to go down there. It was interesting that the TSA lost and found is inside the state troopers uh office or building or whatever near really? the airport and that was weird yes. i had to give them id and i had to sign for it and blah blah blah. but the fact is, is they have they have vaults yeah. for for left articles you know that are um, not contraband so why not yeah. be quote unquote exactly. the quote-unquote contraband
1: but the thing is though like uh, like items like a pocket knife is only contraband on the plane past yes. the security checkpoint at the airport It's not contraband in normal society.
0: That's a really great point because Mm -hmm. I went to a concert once with Ian and he had a a pocket knife on his keychain and they wouldn't let him bring it in. But they just held it at the door and then at the end of the night he picked it up. No problem. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's still his property. They just didn't want it inside. So that I mean, I never, for some reason, yeah. never thought and then, of that.
1: Then there's other stuff too. You know, there's the bottles of the liquid over four ounces, or the container that would contain over four ounces oh, of something, but doesn't bizarre. have four ounces. Of liquid. What is up with that? <laughs> you, know, you have a toothpaste roll that's nearly empty, but it says four ounces on the package. Right. So it's like, it's just stupid. It's what is for
0: your safety? oh, absolutely. What do you think about all this? Eight five five four fifty free. Michelle is coming with a story about a woman who was shot for speaking out against the Taliban. Hour two is on the way. Free Talk Live.
3: A science fiction comic adventure from Big Head Press. Quantum. at hyperspeed with brain implants and artificial gravity a scientific genius and his clever assistant set out on an adventure through the solar system on a secret mission to find the key to access new frontiers and save liberty quantum five there's a robot girl and zany creatures made with genetically and An adventure through the solar system On a secret mission To find the key To access new frontiers And take liberty
2: quantum
0: Welcome back to Free Talk Live. This is the show where you can call about anything 855 453 That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 855-453. Tonight in the studio, it's Julia. Michelle.
1: Puke.
0: And we have been talking for the past hour about the TSA and some mishaps. I actually promised Michelle has a story about a woman who was shot for speaking out about the Taliban. But first, just want to finish up this article here. Uh... Brown, who is the gentleman who stole $800,000 worth of things from various passengers, believes that he might have been one of the worst thieves at the TSA. He imagines the agency's culture makes it easier easy for others to do the same. Many officers don't care about their work and complain about low pay and being treated badly, which prompts them to steal. To make it e- even easier to get away with it, TSA managers also never search their employees' bags. Now that's nice. what? interesting because I I've never worked I've never worked anywhere where they actually search bags, but I've heard of places like Victoria's Secret, for example, that you have to open your purse before you leave because really? you could very easily slip an expensive bra or you know a pair of panties in there, right? So yeah, so it's funny that the TSA, with this reputation for stealing, wouldn't do that because that would be a really simple measure that they could do to get rid of all this bad press. But
1: they're also a government monopoly and. Who's going to make them do the right thing? You know, they can can just, they're like, you know, well, we're the security agency. Of course, all of our people are trustworthy.
0: The agency says that it has a zero tolerance policy for theft and terminates the contracts of all thieves within the TSA. In the past 10 years, almost 400 TSA officers have been fired for stealing, 11 of which were fired this year. ABC's interview with Brown highlights the extent of the dilemma passengers face when traveling with valuables. Brown is just one of many officers caught in the act of stealing goods worth thousands. In February of 2011, two TSA agents were arrested for stealing $40,000 in cash from a checked bag in New York's JFK Airport. $45,000 in cash. Why would you have $45,000 in cash in the airport? Yeah, that's... That's a bad idea.
1: Weird, but people do it, you know. i mean, and, and, and I carry that
3: much money through the airport. Really? Really? Geez,
1: yeah. I would be just scared. Because of, of this, no I would be
3: terrified.
0: Well, not
1: only that, but there's the whole, like, you know, anybody that's listened to this show has heard the stories of the cops that just find a bunch of cash on somebody and claim that, oh, it's obviously drug money. It's ours now. It's seized.
3: Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, I'd but I, I used a belt, though, on the inside. And this was a while ago. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, but I would I just...
1: carry it on me. Maybe right. but yeah, to just yeah, check I check
0: oh, it like no, no, that's something no, check it. Yeah, no. that's crazy. <laughs> no, I would. Using an x-ray it. machine, the men found that the bag contained $170,000 and removed some of the money. How nice. They left some of it there. Maybe <laughs> oh, they so, were hoping they wouldn't notice.
1: So it was actually 170 dollars Yes, and they
0: only took 40.
1: Well, that's nice.
0: Uh-huh. Yes, that was nice. They're not that bad. In the first two months of this year, a TSA baggage screener in Orlando was arrested for stealing valuables by hiding them in a laptop-sized hidden pocket in his jacket and, stealing the good- and selling the goods on Craigslist. And a New Jersey-based agent stole $5,000 in cash from a passenger's jacket as he was going through security. Now, that's scary.
5: Yeah. Because I'll I'm actually that.
0: flying on Friday. So I'm a little nervous. I haven't really dealt with the TSA in many years. Yeah. And I don't carry a purse. You know, I just keep my wallet in my pocket. And I'm always really uncomfortable because while they're yelling at me to take off my shoes, I've got like your wallet and everything goes through ahead of you. You know, and it's like I have to wait here. But like my wallet's up there. It always makes me really nervous.
1: Well, you could actually just take if you're carrying cash, take that out and keep that in your pocket.
3: Yeah. because that won't set Don't off the metal detector. Don't they make you end up your, uh, empty I your never pockets empty, though? I never empty my
1: pockets. If they do ask you to empty your pockets, then you know, just pull out the wad of cash and say, "This is in Mine. my pocket because I am not leaving it out of my sight or something." And like, you know, I mean, obviously they could say anything they wanted to, but any you know decent human being that was a TSA agent would understand why you were doing that.
0: It takes a lot of nerve to take money from someone's jacket while they're walking yeah, through the... Yeah, that does mm-hmm. I mean, uh, take a that's lot, yeah. very brazen. You don't do that when it's your first time stealing. No, I wouldn't think so.
1: No, like, where, where did he start? Mm-hmm. You know, like, pocket knives, possibly, and stuff you know, like that, confiscating, and then he just starts working his way up, being like, oh, I'm just going to have to confiscate this here money.
0: This is actually a great job for somebody who likes stealing I beforehand. Actually, you know, to make a
3: point about this, it's... Um... I'm going, to, I'm going to talk about Omar for a second. He's now down in Boston, Massachusetts. That's my, your son, my son, Omar. Yeah. Yes, and um, he—I both of you know him, and everyone that meets him thinks that he's you know very upstanding and he's very conservative. You know, kind of shy young man, but he's—he's um, he's really straight, very, very ultra, ultra straight. You know, like
0: mom, you smoke pot. I mean, he's also—you're not talking sexually straight. You're talking mm-hmm. just straight laced. Uh, yes, straight laced. Yes,
3: yes, yes. He's all, also happens to be straight, as opposed to gay. But yes, he yes. is. Yes. <laughs> so he um he came home last weekend and was telling me about this guidebook that he's creating on how to get by on very little money in Boston. And some of the hmm. things he's suggesting are illegal. Yes. And, and include theft. Huh. And I I asked him because he's never stolen anything that I know of, and, and we talk about we're. Open about things, and and I said, "Where on earth would you come up with these ideas? Like, how? Why is your mind thinking like that now?" Yeah, and he said, "Because it's everywhere, there, mom." He said, "You know, the benefits of theft are all around you in Boston. You can be, you can live down there, and without having to pay for anything, receive so much wealth because there are other people paying for it." And he said, "The government sets the example." Through the theft, through constant fines, fees, taxes in your face, constant, constant police presence in Boston. Yeah. That he said it's really you. It, you develop this. I'm going to get mine.
1: It's sort of a Robin Hood mentality.
3: Not Robin Hood, more like um, I'm getting. I'm getting stolen. I'm going. I'm. You know. I'm a yeah. steal too. They, okay. they take more. And everyone has. You know. This. This. The government creates an entitlement attitude. You know, and now we're seeing it more and more how that we're being pitted that the 1% against the 99% or the 51% or, you know, Romney with his 47% of the people don't do anything. And I think that as this class warfare and everything Mm. is, you know, becomes more incited that we're going to see more theft because I'm all making $19 an hour. What are you doing with $170,000 in your pocket?
1: Right. It's the it's the mentality of the haves and have nots. Yeah, but it, which you know, I think is created by the
3: government actually that attitude. Yeah,
1: well, everybody has. There's always going to be somebody out there that has more than you, and sure. there's always going to be somebody that has less. And it's like, who, who are you to say? Well, that guy has more than me, so I'm going to take it. But how do you, you know, how do you know that he didn't earn it and stuff like that? And just mm-hmm. because he does allegedly have more than you, that doesn't make it morally right to take something.
0: How do you feel about this? 855-450-FREE. We actually have a phone call, so I'm going to go because this is the show about your calls. We have Daryl and Keene on the line. Hi, Daryl.
7: Hello, Julia and Michelle and Puke. How are you?
0: Excellent. What would you like to talk about?
7: Uh, I want to talk about the TSA. Uh, I used to work for an airline. Worked for an airline for roughly four years. Wow. And I left just before the porno scanners. Started getting put in all of the airports. What was that and like? And do I have some stories that I could tell about airline security and what a joke it is? Tell some then. Okay. Uh, I'll start by telling a story that I'm supposed to never mention publicly.
2: Uh,
0: so you might as I well actually
7: tell I I went through what's called a <laughs> ground Listeners. security yes. coordinator class. And they were telling us all the different rules, you know, the nude nothing over three ounces of liquid, and the you know all the criteria for what Ian calls the super special secret search or super secret special search, whatever. And for everything, I would ask, what's the reasoning for this? And everything they said, uh, it's because nine eleven. Yeah. Well, actually, the hijackers all had round-trip tickets that were purchased with credit cards several weeks in advance. And then he came back and said, well, uh, D.B. Cooper. And D.B. Cooper, of course, was the first guy to ever hijack an airplane.
0: Hey, Daryl, and- I want to hear the rest your of your safety. story. Do you mind holding over the break?
7: I will hold over the break.
0: All right, great. 855 free More with Daryl when we come back. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, the show where you can call about anything you want. It's 855-453. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. 855-453. Tonight in the studio, it's Julia, Michelle, and Puke. And we are going to get right back to the phones here. We've got Daryl on the line, and he has been talking to us about the TSA. Are you there, Daryl?
1: Daryl in New Hampshire. I'm here now. Okay,
0: great. Okay. Now that great. you
7: have uh, pressed the little button, I'm back.
0: All right, so just to recap really quick, Daryl worked for the airlines, and he is telling us airline horror stories. Please continue.
7: Okay, uh, so... and. The last segment, I was telling about the uh, super secret special search. And the reason, you know, they try to claim that 9 is the reason. And then when I questioned the instructor, he went back to D.B. Cooper, who was the first guy to ever hijack an airplane.
1: Ever? In, and in like then 1912? He mentioned
7: about the three ounces of liquid. And I asked what's the reason for that? And he said, well, you could mix the liquid and then make a bomb well, couldn't people just, like, meet up, you know, each of them carry whatever? And he's like, well, uh, and he came up with some other weird explanation as far as, you know, to try to defend the rule. Yes. Uh, but I've actually done some research, and apparently even if someone did take enough liquid through security, there's not a flight long enough in which they would have enough time to actually combine everything to make the bomb. And even if they did attempt to do so, they would be in the bathroom for so long that it would raise red flags. And then the stewardess would notify the captain, Hey, somebody's been in the bathroom for two, four, seven hours, or whatever it was. Yeah. So the whole liquid thing, it's basically, it's all about control.
1: Yes. It's obvious. And-
7: And you were saying about the uh, TSA agents not having to go through security or get their bags checked. The airline employees also don't have to get their bags checked. And there have been instances where airline employees have actually stolen laptops and jewelry and large amounts of cash out of people's luggage.
1: Yeah, and they just walk through the doors out to their cars?
7: And then they just leave with it,
0: yeah. The airline Uh, airline employees? I
7: believe it was Continental that got busted on the hidden camera a couple years ago.
0: Are these um, employees that are, like, putting the luggage down below, or...?
7: Yes. Yeah, it's the the ramp agents.
1: Yeah, the throwers and the, the guys with the little wandy flashlights. You
0: know what's obnoxious? Yeah. Isn't it against the law now to put a lock on your—because the suitcases come with locks, and if you were going to carry anything valuable, if you—I I personally don't check luggage at all. I just bring it on the plane with me. But if you were going to, you would lock it. But don't they rip off the locks? Uh,
7: If you use a lock that the TSA does not have a master key for, they will cut it off.
1: Yeah.
0: That stinks. Cuz the
7: way the bags are thrown, the cheap locks that TSA does have master keys to, they break really easy.
1: Yeah, so it's, there's really no point to locking it. Yeah. Yeah. Right.
7: So I would advise never check luggage.
1: Yeah. Or if you do, just make it, you know, your underwear and socks and you know, if right. somebody steals that, well, yeah,
7: make it stuff that
1: could bucks.
7: easily be replaced. Yeah. Yes. Don't make it anything of value. Or anything that you know is not easily replaced.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Great advice. Anything else you'd like to share, Daryl? No, that's it. Well, thanks have for a the Good co- night. Love Thank the show. you. Uh, we actually have more calls on the line. We have Tyler right. from Ohio. Hi, Tyler.
2: Hi,
9: everybody.
0: Hello. What would you like Hi, to talk Bob. about?
9: I have two things. First off
11: man,
1: you definitely need to work on that email
0: system because I'm starting to think my messages are really going into the garbage. Oh, really? Exactly. They might be. Yeah. yeah. I'm i <laughs> For, uh, <laughs> that was interesting. Yeah.
1: I don't know what just happened there. People are screaming. Um, this this guy's referring to our podcast, pukeandthegang.com. There's a little funny thing. When you send us an email, it says that, uh, thank you. That went straight to the trash. Yes. Uh...
2: Yeah. Hold on.
1: Somebody, yeah. Somebody is yelling, yelling which
0: is, does not generally make for good radio. Is there any way that you could uh, either stop the yelling or leave the room?
11: Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry.
7: No,
0: it's okay. But Who's
1: your drunken friend, and what's he doing?
11: Um, he's being insane right now. But what I was going to say, the TSA, in the middle of all of the the groping and the thorough search and whatnot and this and that, there's actually an article a couple of weeks ago about a woman she made it through everything, and she had a gun in her purse. Like she made it through the flight and everything. Wow. Yeah. Landed. Yeah, and she told uh, like she told them about it and everything. Yeah. But she didn't get charged. But I mean, that wow, goes to show cool. how big of a deal it really is.
3: Yeah, I think when you I can sleep- kill someone with your bra, with your your belt, with a pen, stab them in the you know eyeball or whatever. You know, it's not. You know, like Daryl said at the end of the last segment there, this is not about um,
0: your safety. It's about control. So. Yeah, stuff
1: gets through constantly.
0: The first time I flew, I flew to Toronto from Florida. And so that's an international flight. And I accidentally had a knife in my purse. It was like a pocket knife. But I remember when I got there, I thought, oh, gosh, you know, there's a knife in my purse. And they didn't notice.
9: Nope.
0: Anything else you have to share, Tyler?
9: No, that's all.
0: Thanks for the call. You can give us a call, 855 free Talk about the TSA or anything you like. Uh, next on the phone, we have Ross in Arizona. Hello, Ross.
11: Yeah, hi. Uh, Is this Dime I've Card, Ross? The, uh, the,
3: what, what did you say?
11: Is this Dime Card,
3: Ross? Dime Card, what? Oh, I guess not. Must not Yeah, we, <laughs> we have a friend named Ross out in uh, Arizona, and we call him Dime Card Ross because he... Sells these uh, little silver dime cards, but you are not he, and I apologize. Please continue.
11: Oh yeah, I know who that guy is, but uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, the one thing that I really don't get about TSA is when I go to the airport, I don't want to go through the naked body scanners and I don't want to be groped. So uh, most of the time, I can just choose the one with just the metal detector. So I don't even understand what the point of having naked body scanners are if you can do that most of the time.
0: Well, I imagine the point is that eventually you're not going to have the choice. I think that uh, they rolled them out in a few, like testing them out in some of the major airports. I know I always fly to Manchester, New Hampshire, this nice little airport that doesn't even have terminals. You walk right in, it's awesome. And they don't have body scanners yet. But I can't imagine that this isn't coming down the pipe for everyone.
11: Oh, okay.
1: I
0: imagine Just my thoughts. the,
11: the oh, real yeah, yeah. reason
1: is probably that uh, some senator or group of senators have uh, friends that create these machines. You, know, to, you, know, you might want to call them, you know, and, and right. their, their friends want these machines to be purchased by the government and they make a little deal and scratch some backs here and there. That's how
3: we and, ended up with the American Medical Association with John yeah, Rockefeller any and sort of, pharmaceutical
0: companies yeah, controlling. It's, it's, it's all about your lobbyists
1: health. and, you know, yeah. payola, stuff like that.
0: Yeah. Uh, did you have anything else to add, Ross? Well, the,
11: the other thing I was going to talk about is I live in uh, Scottsdale in Arizona, and I was just – there's been some news the last year or so about uh, – Do you
0: mind holding like over for the about- for the break, Ross? Yep. Yeah. All righty. Yeah. More with Ross. Keep you in suspense. 855-453. It's Free Talk Live. welcome back free talk live the show where you can call about anything 855-450-FREE that's the SACL CAI toll free line 855-450-FREE tonight in the studio it is julia michelle and puke And wanted to talk to you really quick about the Free State Project. I believe all three of us are Free State Project participants. Word. (laughs) Word. It's funny actually talking about it because you've been here a while. I've been here a while. I like forget about the Free State Project. I just live in New Hampshire. Right. You know what I mean? It's I've <laughs> it's been the here place where I live seven now, yeah. years exactly. Six years, yeah. But if you found out about the best liberty activists from around the world that were moving to the same place in order to achieve liberty in their lifetimes, would you want to join them? It's happening, and you can be a part of it. Join the Free State Project at freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. Now we are talking to Ross about the TSA, but he had another story for us. Ross, are you with us?
11: Yeah, it's it's not exactly a story, but uh, so I'm like a mathematician. That's my job. And so I'm interested in budgets of <laughs> cities. Yeah.
0: Can I ask you something?
1: Because
0: <laughs> yeah. that is a very fancy title. What is it that a mathematician does? Math. Well, because a math teacher teaches uh, math and there's engineers and things like that. But what is a mathematician? Right? I would like to know personally.
11: Well, I'm kind of an offshoot. Like I work for a... Um,
0: Defense contractor?
11: company a defense no, contractor make, uh no i would never do that but uh i work for a company that makes slot machine games and i do the math for that
2: oh
1: like random. my title
11: is mathematician.
1: So. wow pretty, but, uh, yeah so you come up with the algorithms to determine the random outcome
11: right and then like there's weird features and stuff that you have to prove and it's a lot of excel and programming and stuff
1: huh fascinating
11: but uh but anyway, so I I'm not budget, a mathematician.
3: So maybe, in case you were interested in in knowing, not at all.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Anyway, uh, continue.
1: So, <laughs> yes, good to know. Noted.
0: <laughs> Love those left. So I,
11: was, <laughs> so I was looking at uh, uh this uh, budget of Scottsdale, and I found uh, the data from like the last ten years, approximately, and and I looked at some census data, too, to, like, figure some things out. But anyways, the the population of Scottsdale only went up 6%. The average income only went up 15% per capita income. But the police budget went up 80% in that time. Of course. And yeah. I imagine things like that are happening all over the country and nobody knows. Just sure. Just because nobody looks at those numbers. Now... But then... Very Let me good. ask you
0: this because I one time tried to look at the budget of Keene and it is oh. humongous. It Anyone is a cross huge eyed, passed book. out. Is it like that for you in Scottsdale?
11: Yeah, it took me a long time. Well, geez, I can only... scottsdale
1: is a pretty good-sized city. Yeah. it's much larger than Keene. Because it's it's huge
0: in Keene, and I wouldn't even want to begin to dissect it. It's not a budget like you or I have, you know, for our personal lives. It's it's, huge, so it really is quite a task to go through one of these and dissect it.
11: Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It It was pretty straightforward. It was still hard to access certain things, though. But the thing I was... Going to talk about is like, I don't understand where that money is going, especially when the fact that Scottsdale has been kind of maligned recently. Like, uh, one of the cops on the force the last 10 years has killed six people and went wow. on disability, including a bunch of unarmed people. And we've had another person uh, shoot a guy and paralyze him while he's holding a baby. Wow. And I don't know, just had a lot of those stories happen recently. And you keep and, paying yes, for it, right? There is no reaction to it from anybody.
0: I would venture to guess that uh, the money is going largely to their pensions, because I I believe, and if you're a cop, uh, call and correct me eight five five four fifty free, but I believe that the pension is similar to what they're making already, like it's almost a salary. Yes. So wh- six figures a year. Six Jeez. figures a year. Yep. Yeah. I remember a story in, I believe it was Rhode Island kind of recently within the past year, where they were talking about cutting some of the pensions, like not getting rid of them, just slicing a little off the top because this particular city was going bankrupt. And they freaked out and said, no way. It's for the children. You can't really blame them. I mean, they were promised that, and a lot of them probably depended on that for their retirement.
1: Right. I mean, it's it's sort of human nature to you know, be told, hey, you're going to get this pile of cash, and then if anybody sort of threatens that, you're, of course, right. your natural reaction is to be like, oh, no, no, it's my money. Right. I work for it.
0: But it's a lot you know, of money that goes cop? towards pension, and unfortunately, we have to pay for it, and we have to pay for it when there are cops in the... You were just talking about cops who kill people for no reason. We pay their salaries and their retirement. Yeah. Ross? Yes, I mean, oh.
11: I was thinking about going... To, like, they have a city council meeting every week where they allow, like, open mic, basically. And I was thinking about just saying what I said on here. I think that's but a I'm great idea. Afraid...
3: You just well, have to practice a little bit and talk a little bit faster.
11: Yeah, but I'm just afraid of what they're going to do to me. <laughs> like, if there are cops there and they know who I am. They can harass me for saying you know, stuff like that because nobody says anything like that. In, in a couple
3: of minutes, I'm going to be talking about this young girl who's 14 years old from Pakistan who's recovering from a uh, a uh, bullet to her head and one to her neck because she spoke out against the Taliban and, uh, and young girls not getting to go to school from the age of 11. So, yeah, you can you can say nothing and you can be afraid and you can be justified in your fear because uh, the state you know, uses aggression against people every single day. We were talking earlier about a demo, a friend of ours who was released from jail just today on wi- from wiretapping charges. And so, yes, there is the risk that something might happen to you, but for most people that get involved How? in activism, it's like the other, the, the risk on the other side is doing nothing and being part of being an accomplice because you're
0: complicit. How big of a city is Scottsdale?
11: Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think it's a couple hundred thousand. I'm not yeah, sure exactly. Yeah. Because
0: here in Keene, New Hampshire, it's 23,000 and when you've been here for a while, people know you. I mean, I see you can't go anywhere in town without seeing yeah. people you know. But I imagine that you would be a little more lucky in that case in a in a city that was much bigger. Maybe you could go and maybe if you didn't drive there, right? So they couldn't follow you out and yeah. see your car or <laughs> something.
11: Yeah, I was thinking about that. Maybe I'll do that.
0: Yeah. Well,
1: I, don't, I can't imagine they would be too pissed at you because this is public information and you're really just saying stuff like, you know, you could just put put it in that context of like, here's the income most people have been making and here's the, you know, the average this, this, this. And then look at what the cops are getting. And here's a few stories about cops, you know, just doing bad stuff. Right. I mean, yeah, there's some risk, but I think you could do a lot worse yeah. probably.
0: Yeah. Thanks for the call, Ross. Yeah. Uh, let us know how that goes. Call us back. 855-450-FREE. You know, the thing is, if he does do it, it's not like it's going to actually get him anywhere. Like, yeah. if he goes to the city council meeting or anybody in the United States goes to a, their local city council meeting and they say, hey, I've looked at the budget and this is ridiculous. Here are the numbers I'm getting. Here's some cuts I could see. Do you think that anybody is going to care?
1: Yeah, at the most they might say they'll look into it or something. Yeah. And that's well, the end of that.
0: I don't know because maybe other people are there.
3: Um, maybe Maybe a mom is there because... Uh, Of the crosswalk concerns that she has for her kids who, you know, get on the bus at the nearest crosswalk. And so on a completely unrelated thing, you know, she might be there and hear what it is he has to say and be educated in a way that she wasn't before.
0: That is true. And so I'm not saying he shouldn't do it. He absolutely should do it if for no other reason than just standing up for yourself. Sure. Um, But I don't know if you've ever been to city council meetings. They are not well attended. By folks like us, right? No, because
1: they're stupidly boring. They're very boring.
0: boring. They're very boring.
1: I'd much rather do anything else. And, you know, that's the the sad truth is that, uh, you know, the average person, I think, doesn't want to have anything to do with politics i know i certainly don't because i find it horribly boring and you know that's what they love they can do whatever the hell they want and
0: it's you know, kind of a it's amazingly genius knows. they've basically made it so boring and our lives are so comfortable that nobody yeah. cares yeah. To, or wants Absolutely. to participate anyway i think that uh that's all we have for that topic michelle you had a story oops hold <laughs> that we'll come to <laughs> keep you in suspense. More with Michelle coming up. Do you have anything to add? 855-450-FREE. Give us a call. Free Talk Live. 855 453. That's the Sagal CAI toll free line. 855 Tonight in the studio, you've got Julia. Michelle. Puke. And if you like what we're doing, you can help the show. Yes. <laughs> you can help the show by going to amp.freetalklive.com uh amp is a program it's advertise market and promote and it is you don't make a monthly donation it used to be $3 i believe it went up to $5 the first time it Ooh, went up in
1: inflation 8
0: years right exactly um but if you can help us out if you can't everything will still be free amp.freetalklive to get more information on that and wanted to tell you a little bit about Freedom's Phoenix, uncovering the secrets and exposing the lies. That's what the readers of freedomsphoenix.com get every day. Readers of freedomsphoenix.com are constantly provided the details... A detailed real news that lies between the lines of propaganda and the relationship we have with coercive governments. FreedomsPhoenix.com offers up-to-the-minute updates on the economy, technology, communications, and the rise of the police state. Go now to FreedomsPhoenix.com and sign up for the free daily dispatch. All righty. This is the show about your calls, so we're going to go to the it phones. Is. We have Ian in New Jersey. Hi, Ian. Hello. Hi, what do you want to talk about? Um, yeah, I didn't
1: say what I want to talk about because I kind of forgot. Well, no, nope, but sure didn't. You, you are on, on the air, air get on so with it,
0: baby. share something with us.
1: Chat roulette. Uh, <laughs> smiley uh, face okay, balloons do you know talk. The, do you know what
0: the Christmas truce was? Excuse me? Do you know what the Christmas truce was? No, I do not.
2: Is, Is that it, during I, World I, II or during War II?
0: Yes, one?
2: yes, during yes I World actually war one, <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, I've heard it. Uh,
0: like yeah. uh, on the first Christmas of the war, like
7: all the soldiers on both sides kind of simultaneously decided that you know we didn't start this war. We should just have they kind of just either didn't shoot at, e- refuse to shoot at each other, or actually you know had like they would throw food into each other's trenches and stuff. Like this was like the French English on the one side and the Germans on the and Austrians on the other, and it's this really kind of cool thing. It
1: happened yeah and then they went back to killing each other
3: <laughs> exactly yeah so, i mean it was
1: kind of neat but it's like yeah well, the so war much. still went on for another Ooh, several years it
3: almost makes it worse in a way because it's like oh yeah we're fully capable of intermingling and getting along with one yep. another when we yeah. decide to and we agree to voluntarily
0: Apparently. but then
1: the next day oh we oh, lost that yeah, call, dropped
0: off but thanks for the call ian uh it's kind
1: of a neat story but yeah it's just like i mean then the next day yeah they're just like right back at each other's throats and the the no man's land killing each other you know thousands of lives lost
0: it's a shame it's such a waste
1: yeah war kind of sucks
0: it does actually puke you were in but you weren't in combat right
1: uh sort of yes not i wasn't in like the uh, what you would call saving, saving private ryan sort of combat i was a door gunner in a helicopter so i saw some a few things here and there but i was in the air you know, so to speak, and I didn't.
3: It's so much easier say, to yeah. shoot at people when you're not face to face. Yes.
1: Yeah. yeah. I I didn't have to shoot at anybody, but that's yes, nice. it's true. That's you know, like there's these drone pilots that sit around in wherever the heck it is in Kansas or something, and they fly the drones around and kill people on the other side of the planet. and They have no oh, idea who they're
3: killing. They think they're playing a video game.
1: Pretty much. Yeah. it's what it's like. You know, they don't they don't mm-hmm. see any of the aftermath or. Any of that stuff. And then they get to go home to their kids and, hey, what did you do at work today, honey? Oh, I killed a I, bunch of people.
3: No, I killed a bad guy for your right. safety and so that you
0: can have cheap gas, honey. But we well, that's the, how we you ha- have to be able to sleep no at night, right? You have to be convinced Absolutely. that they are the bad guy.
1: All the all the Nazi guards and stuff probably told themselves the same things. You know, this was for the, the good of the, uh, the the plan or whatever, Hitler's plan. This will make the world better. You know, that's what people have to tell themselves. You yeah. know, you can deny... Your your brain will deny all sorts of stuff because, you know, you don't want to actually believe that you are the evil human being. There's a few people that probably do. but
0: Well, I, I know you've talked to people who are firmly for the war before, and they absolutely believe that what's going on is OK. Yes. It's unbelievable. What do yeah. you think? Give us a call. 855-450-FREE. Talk about war or TSA or whatever you like. Back to the phones. We have Vince in Indianapolis. Hello, Vince.
2: Hello,
7: Julia and uh, Michelle and, and Puke. Correct. I wanted I want to tell you something. People in Marion County, and I don't live in Marion County, but...
0: Where is Marion live, County? What state?
7: Indianapolis, Indiana. Okay, great. And they got hit with 14% tax increases. Now, we got the same thing here in Hancock County.
0: Is that uh, property tax or um, property income? Property
7: taxes. Uh, property taxes.
0: Wow. And, That's a big increase. I mean, yeah,
7: You know, what the one guy said here in Hancock County, he said, "Sure, we don't. don't have
1: the fore, we
7: don't have the foreclosure problems, and you know, and we do.
1: Oh, therefore and, the taxes can go right up.
7: Oh, yeah, the taxes are going go <laughs> up, and then he said the people that are underwater won't be underwater anymore. Now that's news to me because my understanding is uh, that's between the mortgage company and the appraiser that determines that."
3: Wait, wait. That you see? You think the mortgage company and the appraiser determine what?
7: Well, no. The mortgage company, yeah, has their appraiser go out. You know, say if someone wants to buy a new home,
3: mm-hmm.
7: and they're wanting to sell it for one hundred fifty thousand, they say it's only worth one hundred thousand. You got to come up with the fifty thousand dollars.
3: Well, if uh, I if, mean if, that's no, pretty no, much the rules right now. No, it's not. So you what are going to have no. It's not. You're going to have a hard time going to a bank and getting a loan for $100,000 for $150,000 on a house that's only worth $100,000. They're not going to yep. you're right. They're not going to lend you that money.
7: But the real estate company that owns the house will not sell it out at
3: $100,000. So are you you're talking not. about foreclosed homes because real estate companies don't typically own homes. Private well, owners no. or contractors no. or investors or sometimes the bank does if you've if you've uh, lost it in a foreclosure. So I'm not sure what you're talking No,
7: about. no, no. This is new homes because they, they've. Uh, I've seen a, a housing development go up just north of my property, and they've had these houses out there for four or five years now, and they haven't sold one. And the prices have gone up as the interest rates have gone down, and people can't come up with the $25,000 to make up the difference which they are selling from, you know. The bank or the mortgage company may say our appraisers say it's only worth 100000 but the uh, the people that own the home, basically, that they're buying it from, you well, know, they're wanting 125000 Yeah, Well, they may, can
3: want all they want. Right? That doesn't yeah. mean they're going to get it. It's called fair market value.
1: Yeah, that's the way that selling things works. Yeah, that's, I
7: mean. way, that's the way it's supposed to work, but <laughs> there's not an agreement. and.
1: Okay,
0: yeah, you don't know Uh, what you're talking about. Anyway, so, awesome. I'm
1: confused, that's for sure. Oh, no, no, no. Well,
0: you know, I've never bought a house. I've actually Mm -hmm. started looking into it. You know, I've got some money saved up, and I'm starting to get to the point where I think I might be ready to buy a house soon. And it's really, you know, it's complicated. There's a lot to learn about mortgages and stuff like that. Yeah. So I mean, this is all news to me. I'm not. I'm not very skilled in this area. Michelle Seven seems to be more. Of yeah, an I don't expert. know how it works, but I've it's like and it, sold lots of homes.
1: If you're if you're like an investment company and you build a housing addition and a bunch of houses and you think you're going to get X price, but then the economy crashes and you can't get that price, well, that's you know that S-O-L. was a risk that
3: you assumed yeah, as the investor because you had the ability. You you were the one with the potential to have a huge upside to that. So you're the one that assumed the risk. So if someone has if they own a, a building, whether it's a commercial or a residential property and they're winning $125,000 and a, an appraiser, and by the way, you don't have to use the bank's appraiser, you can get a private inv- appraiser, goes out and says, no, the appraised value is $100,000, certainly a bank is not going to give you a loan on that with the collateral being the house. Now, if you have additional collateral or you can get a line of credit to extend beyond that, you could get it for more than $100,000. However, oh, I, I, I... at a, at, a, at a 1% interest rate that the banks are looking at you know, collecting—they aren't lending any money actually right now, and and for good reason because they don't have the ability to. It's not financially worth it. So even banks like Strong Hands are holding on to cash until the economy, until the government, you know, releases some of its regulations on on both them and uh, and the market.
0: Any final thoughts, Vince? No, I just say because I I deal with
7: some of this where I work for the bankruptcy trustee on a part-time basis, but, and we see these property, you know, people coming in filing for chapter seven or chapter 13.
0: Yeah, it's sad. Yeah.
7: Oh, I mean, we see it, It and believe me, these people are underwater and they're walking away from it. Yeah,
1: well, that's that's the risk you take when you take it alone, right?
7: Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's the risk. But the other thing is that they're wanting to use eminent domain to cover the, uh, you know the underwater houses.
0: So, I haven't heard anything point. about eminent domain in a long time in the news. I could just not be paying attention to that particular yeah. news. Was there
1: a flood?
2: Well, most the Journal
1: <laughs> had an <art laughs> they're <weather> underwater.
0: No,
1: <laughs> I don't. I'm he confused means upside
0: down on their mortgage. All right, no. they owe, they owe more than it's
3: worth.
0: <laughs> Thanks for the call, Vince. You can call about anything you like. Mortgages, TSA, eight five five four fifty free. Hour three is on the way. Free talk live.
1: Smiley face balloon.
0: 855-453. That's the SACO CAI toll-free line, 855-453. Tonight in the studio, it's Julia, Michelle, and Puke. And there's lots for you at freetalklive.com. Uh, if so you'd much. Like, if you'd like to find out ways that you can promote the show, go to promote.freetalklive.com to find out more. So, Michelle, we had yeah, yes, ma'am, yeah. waiting awesome. on this story that you told us about. It is uh, a woman shot for speaking out against the Taliban. Is that correct? Yes. Well,
3: I guess you- she's a woman. She's 14 years old and she has been That's
1: pretty young.
0: Yeah. She I think has- physically you may be a woman. Some people may not. That's when you're becoming a woman. I, I call- would say I teenager. Her- yeah. Say a teenager. teenager or a young young lady.
2: Yeah.
3: You know, she, um, three years ago when the Taliban came to, um, her neighborhood in Afghanistan and started, um, shutting down schools that allowed girls, girls' schools, as well as, um, uh, bombing schools that allowed girls in them. Uh, she started a blog that was an anonymous blog for the BBC in her, uh, in her, uh, native tongue of Urdu. And, um, That's pretty innovative
0: for for a young person.
3: Her father encouraged her. He's a poet as well as owns a school and is, yes. And he, you know, so he's a bit of an activist, but yes. So he definitely encouraged
0: her. Because I understand that there's obviously a big culture difference. I can't can't really imagine many 14-year-olds starting any sort of blog unless it was like a Tumblr where they were just posting pictures of their friends or something. I can't imagine if most 14-year-olds in America would... Have the uh, any sort of reason to or uh, incentive or drive to do something yeah. like this? You so that's up, notable.
1: You grow up pretty fast, I think, when you're uh, living in Afghanistan yes. and there's wars constantly. I don't and even stuff know like if that. it was
3: grow up fast when you're not watching six hours yeah. of television and spending another three hours on Facebook. It's amazing how much time you have to, yeah, to get other the, things done. More
1: important stuff out there. I, yeah. I definitely have the problem of getting suckered into Netflix and then. You know, it's just like, oh, I can just watch one episode after the other of, you know, whatever <laughs> Yeah, but you do stuff.
0: Yet. I mean, Michelle's talking about no, teenagers I, who've I, I, never... No. You work.
1: What? That's just no. a lie. I get my money from stealing from the TSA.
0: Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, but yeah, yeah,
1: I so guess this, I do have a full-time job. But it's like.
3: So this young woman, this Malala Yousafzai... Yousafzai. Close enough. Uh, yes, thank you. <laughs> she was on her way home from school um, on Tuesday and a, uh, masked gunman, uh, approached her and asked her name and she told him and he shot twice, uh, shot her in the head once and in the neck and another, a teacher and another student were injured as well. And she was, uh, uh, hella out of there and, um, you know, has received the surgery she needed and, and thanks. And she's in, uh, serious condition but it's not it's no longer critical so she survived yeah she survived and supposedly the Taliban have vowed that she if she survives this that they will they will in fact kill her and yeah. um, so so there are all kinds of things being said on both sides about this young woman who as you said it's notable that she has done this and she's done it for three she's years She's a very young woman yes and
1: yeah, she started you know, at Eleven. yeah
3: she is quite remarkable and um, she wanted to be a doctor, but now she's thinking of entering, you know, wants to get involved in politics and what have you. Well,
5: uh,
3: couple, she is being heralded as, and championed as kind of the poster child for, uh, for today's um, international event, which in case none of you, in case some of you don't know, it is the International
0: Day of the Girl. Isn't yeah. it also, uh, people okay. on Facebook today were talking about how it's National Coming Out Day. I don't, awesome. there's, I
3: don't there's know. There's too many national days.
0: So, right, so this, inner,
3: so she's being held up as, you know, an example of of um, a girl. Of, yeah, of a, a girl. And, and uh, so on one hand we've got a, a young woman who, it doesn't matter to me that it's a woman or a man. The fact that there's, she's so young is you know really what is so interesting to me now sure she is um there under the taliban and their uh regime which is you know anti-western definitely Certainly. um now the funny thing though that in all the articles that i read about this cuz i was t- trying to find the one that best uh, encapsulated it all the comments about the taliban none of them included The fact that the United States trained the Taliban uh, uh, back in the 70s in order to fight against the Soviets. Exactly. The The
1: evil Soviets.
3: Right. So here the U.S. is, you know, so why isn't the United States government being held accountable by these people for having a regime in, in power that... You know,
0: Has the United States government been held accountable for any of the things that they've been responsible for all no. across the world?
1: Like all the all the banana republics in South America. Right. The, the CIA, you know, implanted dictators and stuff, nobody's ever answered for that. Obviously. Right. But
3: this is like happening now when we've got such access to the web and information yeah. and things like that. You know, I just thought it was interesting that out of the ten or so articles that I perused, not one made mention no, of course that not. the Taliban are in power. I mean, that's because a, the United States,
1: the you know the the major media folk, they're never going to talk about anything. They're not really going to get down into the nitty gritty. It's like they're they're all just scared to death of offending anybody the least bit and possibly they're losing sponsors. Or they're lazy or,
3: and it's, it's a combination of
1: both. Like like they you know the reason that like media companies here in the states they don't they don't ever talk about anything really controversial because they might lose sponsors or they might you know offend a group or something so all they ever talk about is celebrity gossip or you oh, know I the weather that. and it's it's all nonsensical soft garbage
0: well the news stations too are really entertainment stations people don't oh, watch yeah. the news really to get news they watch it to be entertained Absolutely. and so they really only read stories that are are entertaining sensational I mean, they don't, yeah exactly mm-hmm. The celebrity thing drives me nuts. Oh, I ca- absolutely. who cares about that? I mean, people do. It's Are sad. Are you somebody yeah, who cares crazy. about
3: Stewart and Robert Pattison might be getting back together in time for the uh, Twilight
0: breaking dawn part? I don't part even know two. who that yeah, is. I don't,
5: yeah, I don't I don't either. I don't Are
3: know. Are you
0: somebody Kristen's- who cares about celebrities? Mm-hmm. Give us a call 855-450 free. Uh,
1: better yet, just kill yourself.
0: <laughs> Well, I remember one time I was in like a Dunkin' Donuts or something, and I was getting a bagel or something. This was a while back, but there was the news on the TV was because I don't have television in that manner. I have the yeah, internet, exactly. Uh, so I don't. But I, I, I don't to have regular TV what I'm watch. Yeah, and so I don't really see the news, but I and it was on the tv at dunkin donuts and it, it was the headline was that obama went somewhere and was eating a hot dog with the civilians and i just thought like, really out of everything that's going on in the world this is what is important yeah. to talk about well you i don't know that you remember but when
3: bill clinton was first elected there would be it was almost like a u-stream a you know a constant barrage of his daily jogging outings where he would go into mcdonald's so you would have no, him with the secret service Jogging to McDonald's and watch him go in and get his chicken McNuggets and eat French fries. And it was like, you know, I like my French fries and my chicken McNuggets. It's so weird. Yeah. Ian that, calls it I'm part of, he was me. one of the people, and people loved that. And they loved knowing that he was just
0: like them, ordinary. Yeah. Ian calls it Hollywood for ugly people, the politics. But just <laughs> funny because it's people? very accurate. I mean, people <laughs> latch on to yeah, uh, personalities political personalities as if they're someone special yeah it's very bizarre to me
1: did you guys know that the wars are over i had a coworker uh discuss recently something this and that and the other but i uh i overheard him and he said something about like well you know the wars are over and, and i had what? to interrupt him and i was like what the hell are you talking about he's like yeah all the troops are out of iraq right and like that's that's the typical american that pays more attention wow. to sports than than anything and they think you know, somewhere, like, probably in the back, you know, uh, they weren't really paying attention, but they heard something about the war's over on CNN, and so they just assume, yeah, no more war. American war's over.
3: So they can regurgitate.
1: Yeah, I guess. I don't know, but they're just so t- so tuned out. But, you know, I mean, this guy knows everything about, like, what what's going on with the Red Sox. He can sure. regurgitate everything sports-related, but, you know, I mean, and I, it just... I don't usually get pissed off at stuff like that, but I, like... As somebody who's in the military and has friends that are still in the military yeah. overseas, I'm like, dude, no, don't say that. That's, that's BS. You know, you need to check yourself there when you're talking about mm-hmm. – because there's plenty of people still dying in Afghanistan, yeah. Americans and otherwise.
0: How do you feel about this? Give us a call, 855 free More when you come back. Free Talk Live. Live, a show where you can take control, talk about anything you like, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 855-450-FREE. And tonight, Julia is here with you. Michelle. Puke. And we have been talking about You say this...
3: it like it's a, a directive or something. I feel like I, I should say, okay.
0: Puke.
1: Yeah, Blah. I don't know. I just-
0: Well, it's funny because well, yeah. I've known you for a it's long fun. time, Puke, so it comes very naturally for me to call you Puke without even thinking about what yeah. it means. And the same way uh, that we went you... somewhere recently where oh, I had to yes. introduce you to a number of my friends. <laughs> and oh, yeah? it was funny, like, his name's Puke. I don't know why it's Puke. It just is. And he's cool. So whatever.
1: Is that how you introduced yeah, him? Yeah, that's,
0: <laughs> that's how I introduced you. That's fun.
1: That's why I like, I like the nickname, because of things like that. But I mean, do you know what James means? No. It means usurper, someone who takes over by force. But nobody knows that, because it's fucking, you know, it's James. I mumbled something there. <laughs> <laughs> that's very hard not to. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, there's a, uh, I don't know. It's just my nickname. Yeah. And that's what it is. So. So, so anyway. Hey, what were we talking we about? We are here. Uh,
0: Michelle was talking briefly about a woman who was shot, a 14-year-old girl, not even, to right. me, that's a young lady. Right. Teenager. Shot in the neck? Head and neck, and she's had- uh, Assassination both, attempt.
3: Yep. Both bullets were successfully removed. And, um, and she lives in Afghanistan where she wants to be going to school without the threat of, of violence against her. And, um, you know, I think that, like I was saying, I think that the United States government, which many of you out there are paying for, are responsible for these sorts of atrocities, even if, um, you know, secondhand, because the U.S. was responsible for putting the Taliban in power,
0: from the get-go. How do you sleep at night? Is there anybody out there that thinks that this is okay? Mm. 855
1: 453. <laughs> free Uh, no. Sadly. I mean, it's just awful. Ho- no I spoons.
0: hate hearing about it huh? because it's so yeah. awful. It but is. I, it's
1: very depressing.
0: But I feel bad ignoring it at the same time. I mean, the best thing you can really do is talk about it, but it, it's just so horrible. Well, the other I-
1: thing, too, is it's, it's we're so far detached from it. Like, yeah. this, this will never affect our lives directly. I guess you know.
0: I have a friend
3: from Pakistan, so I and my children's family is Arab, so I keep up with um Arab and Middle Eastern uh news more than other people yeah. that, I, that I know of. Yeah. yeah. I guess that kinda of makes definitely. sense.
1: You know, mm-hmm. you feel more of a connection
3: that way. Yeah. But I also find it really interesting that to do comparative studies on the youth. Because I am so concerned about uh the level of education and I'm not talking about degrees. I'm talking about actual being able to read, write, do arithmetic, and reason.
0: In America, you're talking about. Yes, I'm very yeah. concerned. Yes,
3: I am all equally concerned. Yeah. And so when I see these, it is kind of hopeful to me that, okay, although the yeah. United States is being, the students here are being dumbed down to nothing, there are really bright, shiny, exciting, you know, youth, other other places that are um, engaged and Educating themselves and yeah, being absolutely. activists
0: and what have you. I don't think it's fair to say that all stu- all kids in America are like that. Um, but I see what Just you're saying. Most. I Wait think that- you're mother
3: of a teenager and you
0: see it. It's like it's it's Well, you atrocious. know, I had a job mm. the day I turned 14 years old. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I honestly, I think that's one of the biggest problems is that the work laws get more and more restrictive. And so really... You're better off getting a job than you are in school. You're much more likely to learn valuable life skills in a, a workplace working with adults than you are in school hanging out with a bunch of jerks that, you know, you're forced to hang out with. Yeah. Right. Well, and I well, think... Well, the
1: teachers just need more money. Uh, more money for the schools.
0: For
3: I, the think people, I think that people are, are different. Like you say, you can't generalize um, about a whole demographic in the United States. However given that unless you're homeschooled and even many homeschoolers, if they register with the state are under this umbrella of the department of education, who is a, you know, an agency in Washington DC yeah. that is sets the standards for all, you know, hundred million students or, or however many students there are in the U S. So, um, so because, and th- those standards are made to be lower and lower, although the requirement and hope for uh, standardized testing is that they want the test scores to be higher and higher and higher. But the ability... so, So test scores have, until the last two years, have been getting higher. However, the rate of illiteracy... It's also getting higher. How,
0: I, that, that doesn't well, compute it's to me. interesting that you're talking about the Department of Education Standards because they exist. But it seems like there are a lot of stories out there where people are just getting passed along. Yeah. And they're, they're graduating high school without being able to read and write. Mm-hmm. And that is scary. I was talking to uh, an
3: owner of a store here in Keene. Uh, last night and he had some signage that was being put up we've got a thing called pumpkin fest that that comes along every fall the october 20th and so he was setting up his storefront and and um, one of the gals who works uh, in his restaurant was doing the signage for him and spelled till as in until t-i-l-l and he's like oh okay well you know not yeah. not that big a deal but then Telling the soil right and then um she and then uh he had made a mention that she needed to stock the pantry or something and she went back and 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 wrote a note back saying i stocked the pantry Spelling S T A L K E D. You yeah. know what's
0: funny is I was always a good speller growing up.
1: Which is wrong for anybody listening out there, it doesn't yes.
2: get
0: that. <laughs> uh, uh, so I was always a really good speller when I was growing up, but now I'm even better at spelling because you get that nice little red squiggly line under it. And when I spell something wrong, if I didn't if it wasn't just an accident of like typing fast and I actually don't know how to spell the word, I will look at it for a minute, the correct spelling, and kind of reverse it in my head, and that way it's in there. And the next couple times I spell that, you know, I learn, I teach myself how to spell that word if I if I don't spell it correctly the first time. So yeah. we didn't used to have that when we were younger. You just kind of had to memorize how to spell right. words.
3: Well, and things like homonyms that, have, that sound the same, you know, like stock and stock. Yes. Um, the only way that you can really... Have, you know spell those words correctly is if you see them in context and that or comes by read. reading yeah, yeah you have to read
1: i read a lot myself and i think a lot of people don't and therefore they don't you know all they ever do is hear words and they they only ever okay. hear certain words like whatever's on tv and generally that's not
3: like 400 words, words or, or less yeah. actually yeah is what the the average american gets by on. and i
1: say normal thing like apathy Mm-hmm. i'm pretty certain everybody here knows what apathy means i said that once in a, a meeting at work and everybody was like and these are kind of like managers and such and they what does that mean what are you talking about i'm like uh, you know i you know, blame, just in my head i'm like holy crap
0: <laughs> i blame yeah. every teacher who made us read the great Gatsby in like third grade i, I talked Destroy. about this last night we spent in a lot of time grade? last night yeah. talking about schools but when they would make us read some boring old book that they claimed was a classic a instead classic, of letting yeah. people choose what they wanted to read of, like on subjects that interest them, yeah. when they do that, they instantly say reading is boring and they're ruining it for lots of kids. Like How many kids get yeah. out of high school and never pick up a book again?
1: Yeah, because uh, probably a lot. Because all
0: of the reading they had to do in high school was awful.
1: Yeah, it was all like... Um what's it? old english or something you know stuff that's outdated and boring and, and as opposed I loved to I yeah, the great like,
0: mm, cats <laughs> I don't hated think that I've that ever book when read I was it, so. younger uh-huh. this is the show about your calls 855 453 we have Abel on the phone from New Hampshire coming up next free talk live Welcome back to Free Talk Live, the show where you can call in and talk about anything you like. 855-450-FREE. Tonight, it's Julia. Michelle. Buke. And as I promised, Abel has been waiting very patiently. We're going to get right into the phone calls here. Abel, are you with us?
12: Well, I've been listening as well, so it's not just uh, pointless waiting. <laughs> How you guys doing? Oh, hey. good We're doing good. Hi,
0: good, Abel. good. That's what would you like good. to talk about tonight?
12: Um, well, you know, it was interesting that that puke brought up uh, apathy just before the uh, before the break. I, I I wanted to talk about apathy. I uh, I
1: fascinating. You
12: know, I used to say I used to say that statism, you know, was the, the paradigm that we all sw- swim in or have swum in. And hopefully some of us swam, have climbed swam. out of it. But uh, Way, right? I like
0: "swum." It sounds funny, but I don't know. I'm not sure what's correct. "Swum," is it? have "swum," have "swum."
12: Mm.
1: Wow! Ooh, learn something new every day.
12: Yes, continue. There you go. And 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 I'm also, you know, looking at uh, as apathy as uh, as the other thing, and and you know, it is it is the nature of the American. I think you know who's who's apathetic, who's uh, you know, particularly about things that are of great importance. You know that uh, that you know they're not apathetic about the Red Sox or uh, you know the Bruins or whatever particular team you happen to be following, or or you know what is it? I mean, you know, watching the uh, Royals or uh, uh, the uh, you know putting your kid through uh, their paces on a on a on a a kid beauty contest or something like that. I mean, you know, there are so many distractions and distractions are fine as long as they're not the, the, you know, the main of people's concerns. It's Uh, really a testament
0: to how wealthy we are as a society. Absolutely.
3: Absolutely. And I think that, you know, a lot of times we're looking at uh, the situation now That seems so dire and and upset that people are apathetic however they didn't become apathetic yesterday it came out of being full and content and and fed on um you know um not having to struggle a little bit it's a cultural apathy yeah the 80s and 90s create you know money was made really easily and there was this uh, well, it wasn't real money, <laughs> you know. There was huge credit created during that time. and yeah, Perceived and think, wealth. Yes, exactly. And so people were just kind of like in that la-la party mode. And then you add to that uh, the the, fa- the fact that like half the country is on some sort of prescription medication. Yeah. You know, so you can dull down the senses like that. You You don't, you're not bothered by things quite as much when you're, when you're drugged and happy. So True. so yeah, so there isn't that natural brain function going uh the craps getting real. Yeah.
12: <laughs> you know, well, so Let me say something. Um the uh I I think that that's part of it, of course, uh that uh, that that being well off and you know, regularly fed and housed and clothed and you know, I to travel pretty much where we want to go. Uh, is, is part of it, but I I think that there's actually you know as as, uh, as John Taylor Gatto who who I brought up uh, you know when I read it more a call just uh, recently uh, John Taylor Gatto is is saying that the you know the school systems and 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 you know we're getting to the point where the grandparents of and and maybe even sometimes great grandparents of the children that are being grown up in school now actually have have gone through this type of 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 indoctrination of of uh, having their curiosity killed and uh and their uh you know their ability to you know think critically and question you know, authority and
3: I and I'm not going to blame it on the things. schools anymore I'm going to blame it on parents because even before kids are that, are in that's in my point, school? Yeah, parents. They're handed a cell phone at age two to play Snake.
12: <laughs> have been snake. in that. schools. You know, I think I think that uh, you know I think there was a point in time when parents, you know, taught their kids. Not always, you know. There, there's good and bad parents all over the place, but that some of them at least. I mean, my parents questioned nothing. <laughs>
1: Yeah, A lot of parents nowadays, I think, they expect everything to be done for them. The state will help pay for your kids. The state will teach your kids. Feed them. Yeah, feed them, all that stuff. And it's like, you just have kids and and somebody else takes care of them.
12: Basically, the parents have allowed it to happen, but but they were raised in the same system. It's generations
0: and generations of this happening and just slowly over time progressively getting worse. Yes, it
3: will. Which I think a lot of it has to...
12: I was born in the '50s, so I, you know, I watched a, a huge chunk of it going on, and and it's, uh, I, I don't know what the answer is. I, I, you know, the answer may be that we just have to have a big crash, and you know, a bunch of people die, and. You know, the ones where maybe we're a little bit awake, uh, make it through and, and start over again or something. I don't, I don't necessarily
3: know. think that, you know, a bunch of people need to die. That might be a potential outcome because well, I, they I, haven't I prepared and everything. But I definitely do think that we need to see a contraction in the economy and um, that people need to, you know, so many times... There are two sides to a coin. On one hand, you've got all these social networking avenues out there that connect us all and that we're able to, you know, send to each other information just in a second, in an instant. And it's so wonderful. Yeah. You're not waiting for the Pony Express anymore. On the other hand, oh, yeah. it's it. it's made people very lazy. And, I, you know, I can't tell you the number of times when people reference something to me. They use Wikipedia. And I like Wikipedia. I like the idea of like open source kind of thing and and the marketplace. You know, um, sure. restraining. On the other hand, uh, not everything on Wikipedia is factual. And just because you have found a site that says something doesn't necessarily mean that it's in fact. Yeah. Well,
1: that's where true. your your critical thinking shields come into play. Critical and thinking. Nobody is taught that right nowadays. Yeah. yeah.
12: I think well, that why, it's Michelle. I mean, you you said a Contraction in the, the economy that that sounds like you know Orwellian newspeak. What's going to happen in this economy is not no, going it's just to be economic
3: speak, <laughs> it's expan- expansion, contraction, or, or economic. Yeah,
12: well, I mean, no, but we're, we're doing the big one this time. You know, compared to the depression, this is going to be a big one. This is going to, you know, I you know, that the the the, the
3: so more like on the lines of, like, the tulip mania or something like that?
12: I, you know, I, I, humanity has not experienced the, 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 the crushing blow that's going to come at us when, this, uh, when the dollar crashes. When the dollar crashes, Maybe. the whole world is going to crash. I the,
1: think the Black Plague you know, was pretty bad. Yeah, I do mean, too. You know, too. Thing, but. Well,
12: you know that, was, yeah, that was a whole other kind of thing uh but i there there may be actually a greater percentage of people that uh, that don't survive what i think's coming to us i, well, I i'd know. like to think not i'd like to think that they can you know turn the ship around but i mean this is the titanic heading towards the the friggin uh you know iceberg i i i just don't see it happening and uh uh, I, and, uh, it's definitely you know, hard
0: I to it, stay positive about it. With things continuing well, is, to go yeah. downhill, it's really hard to stay positive about it.
12: Exactly, and 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 you know the. The only way there could be any reversal, I mean, you know, I think that you know, getting Ron Paul elected might have uh, you know Uh, slowed (laughs) it down a little bit. I don't know,
1: but you never know. I don't know.
3: I'm excited. I'm really excited about things. I mean, I've got my, I've only got one kid at home, and he's leaving, and you know, I'm almost 45, so I'm like at that (laughs) mid. I'm at the half half-time mark, you know, of life, supposedly, you know, if I live to be 90 years old. And and so I've already had one career, and I'm getting ready to have another career, and that's exciting. And I think that one thing that we're going to see um, with this, with the contracting economy is you'll see the cream rise to the top. Those those who would have otherwise, you know, not kind of been washed out with the, uh, with the influx of so much – are going to set out as, as shiny shiny
0: beings, Beacons. and I'm hoping to be one of them. Thanks for the call, Hopefully. Abel. You can call us, 855-450-FREE. More coming up, Free Talk Live. Call in, talk about anything you like, 855-450-FREE, still have time for your call.
1: Barely, do it fast.
0: Yes, do it fast. <laughs> do it. Uh, we'll get right, oh, I forgot to introduce us, it's Julia here. Michelle. Puke. go. Okay, <laughs> we've got Nick on the line from Illinois, he wants to talk about the word till. Hello, Nick. Nick? Oh, Nick. Dear. Hello.
2: Oh, there. Hi. There he is. Great. Hey, hey.
3: Oh, hi, Nick. I would, have been just, I would have been lost if I hadn't heard your voice tonight.
4: <laughs> uh, well, thank you. I, I never know what to say when you heap such praise upon me. Um, anyway, Michelle, you were uh, talking a couple of segments ago about someone who misspelled the word till.
3: Well, it did, they spelled till, T I L L, as short for until, not as in till the soil.
4: Every source I have consulted on this matter says that that is actually correct. They are two separate words with the same meaning. In fact, till is the older word, and until originated as a contraction of till and the Old Norse word und, which is also seen in words like unto. So Very till interesting.
3: Is, interesting. Yeah.
4: And yeah. Uh, apparently the word till, in, in that sense, has been around since about the year 800, and in its modern usage since about 1300. And this brings me to a broader point that we don't know how wrong we are about a lot of things, and it's easy to be...
3: Judgmental uh, and condescending and stuff?
4: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm not saying that, that you were. I mean. Oh, I'm totally uh,
3: condescending. Are you kidding? I look forward to people like you telling me that I'm wrong. And I just went and looked up Merriam Webster's dictionary definition, and you are, in fact, correct. I stand corrected. I love it. I, I can't. I, I thrive on people saying, you're so full of crap, lady. <laughs> <laughs> you
4: love being put in your place, don't you?
3: Oh, now oh my. you're being naughty. Yeah.
4: Mm.
3: <laughs> well, you kind of started one.
0: it, I mean. <laughs> And what anything. was that? Anything else you'd like to share today, Nick?
4: No, that's all. Oh, all right. wait. Actually, I do have one more.
0: Okay, great. Go. Mm.
4: So uh, another another peculiarity of the English language, and these tend to be ironed out over time. Well, no, actually, they tend to accumulate over time. Eh, they probably be both. But the word lie <laughs> versus a. Hey, it's becoming increasingly common for people to use the word lay in place of lie, like uh I'm going to go lay down for a nap. You're actually supposed to say I'm no, going to go lie, lie down for down. a nap. lie down,
3: you lie down for a nap.
4: <laughs> yeah, but uh. but the but the confusion there is that the past tense of lie is lay. You know, like she lies there sleeping, in past tense would be she lay there sleeping. So it's easy to see where that kind of confusion comes from. Right. And I wonder and I wonder if as time goes on, people will just start using the word lay for everything.
0: Well, English does evolve. Yeah, and at what point so, does it become correct? Right.
4: Yeah, that's that's the funny thing about language, and it's kind of the funny thing about law too, is that they're both those kinds of things where people have this idea that something is wrong, but it seems to me like almost everything that's right today was wrong at some point in the past, and it only became right because it persisted and people gave up, gave up resisting it.
1: I suppose, but you know, stuff evolves, like Julia said. So, I mean, you know. Is it it really necessary to constantly fight the good fight for a word?
0: I like the most sophisticated language possible.
1: Should we have beaten the crap out of that Webster guy when he decided to write his own dictionary? Now, I
0: understand (laughs) what you're saying, because I would say I'm a mid-range grammar and spelling Nazi. It really irks me when people don't know the difference between things like your, your, and your, right? Especially because that's so easy. You are apostrophe. Super easy. Yes. Um, but like something like this, if someone says lay or versus lie, I mean, I I see how, what you're saying, and and you are correct, but it doesn't bother me in the same way. You
1: know, what'd be funny is if Hitler was a really bad speller, <laughs> and thus grammar Nazi would be a nonsensical term.
0: Yes, that would be funny. Anyhow, <laughs> anyway, Nick, that's all for tonight. Thank, thank you me. so much for the call. We've got time for your phone call. We could squeeze you in 450 free. Um, we were talking about the TSA earlier. So I had one more TSA story. I ha- but we I hope- haven't talked about
3: sex yet.
1: Oh, have Why we not? We- I, didn't, I didn't know that was a requisite.
0: Yeah, when I'm on. It's
1: <laughs> oh, just okay.
3: a deal I have to Okay, with what Mark would you like Ian. to talk about? So, oh well, gosh, that's not funny. You make it so so sterile like that. Okay, so a little offshoot of sex misogyny. Okay. So, given it, this was the, the International uh, uh, Year of the Girl kind of thing. And to tie in the, you know, well, how have we come so become so apathetic? And um, you and I, we were talking earlier about uh, putting on muscle and testosterone and what have you. I'm. I would really like to hear from anyone out there who has experienced any sort of um, reverse uh, gender discrimination. Um, it's upsetting to me that mm. there is a that the other day we saw on um, television there was. The Sunday football game. Now, no one had to be watching it, but if you watched, walked by a television set, you'd see that all the guys were wearing pink because okay. they have to, it's for uh, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. If those same ah. men were wearing a t-shirt that said, I love me some titties, they would be considered misogynist. But as long as you're just wearing pink in support of the breast cancer awareness, then yeah. you're a supportive man. I think it must be very confusing to be a male.
0: We actually have a phone call on the line. Agree, I want to try to get him in before the show is over. Right. Darnell, that's what she said. How how yeah. are you?
7: <laughs> well, it's it's interesting uh, when you were talking about the TSA. Uh, I've been kind of following this on the radio with different uh, talk show hosts and then my own experience. And I was uh, flying out west, and uh, first time I flew, you know, everything was fine. I just packed my my uh, uh, laptop in my luggage and everything was great. And, uh, they put a little note in there saying that they searched my luggage. Well, okay. You know, uh, I didn't have, I didn't really have any problem with that part because I know they're going to do that anyway. But, uh, I actually, I went to the scanner the first time. Well, the second time, they pulled me aside and got real mad at me because I had my laptop. It's supposed to be out, they said. And I said, I never saw any rules about that. Well, it's been in effect for And the guy went through this whole long, elaborate deal about trying. I said, I'm sorry. I said, but that wasn't an issue where I was. I said, nobody said anything. There's no rules posted where it said that when I went through there. So, you know, that's how I had it picked.
1: And it anyway, changes depending on the airport you're at. The rules are always different.
7: Yeah, yeah, Uh, that's that's what I was uh, alluding to. And then uh, uh, there was this guy who was kind of a supervisor, and he's got his eye on me from across the room, you know, watching me as I'm standing there trying to have a logical conversation. To them it seems that if you in any way, shape, or form try to uh, talk about your point of view, why, you're arguing, you're creating a nuisance of yourself, you know, this sort of thing. Can you imagine
0: if you were in a private business trying to have a discussion with a supervisor or something like that about the service they were giving, and they were started to basically escalate the situation by calling you aggressive, and eventually you get arrested if you mess around with the TSA like that.
7: Absolutely. Well, you know that's that's if you don't believe in the fact that you're uh, that you're actually within your rights, and I'm I'm noticing that people are talking about this and. I think I heard somewhere where it was a group of people that actually approached the TSA. I think it was three or four of them, and they all had different uh, vantage points about the law and different things that were just logically talking, just like you and I are talking now, and they uh, really caused a stink. But you know, they they got a lot of interest generated in what they were talking about, and uh, what I appreciate is that I'm an older American and I'm hearing more and more young people who are trying to look at this from many different vantage points to try to get people to think and I really think that's the problem is that there's so many people who don't think anymore.
1: It's hard.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's hard to think. Well, I think it goes back to what <laughs> we were talking about earlier with kids just generations and generations getting slowly, getting dumber.
1: Yeah, you just expect everything to be done for you at some point.
0: Yeah, and
7: I'm sorry, but I don't find that that's a, a, a good thing.
2: Uh, no, it's What not. I have
7: found in my personal life is if I got interested in my health, and I started looking, and I went from an oleopath to a holiopath, and what a difference it's made in my life. And as you get control of your health, all of a sudden you start looking at other things, and then you begin to wonder, and then uh, because you have success in one area, you might be able to have success somewhere else.
3: But I've got to say that as a parent who's raised three kids who, you know, have always lived outside the box and they are, um, you know, quite adept at critical thinking, it's not an easy task, especially when all the other parents and, you know, around um, just are,
2: you yeah. know, not the rest raising society. Exactly. Yeah.
3: So it, it is a tough road.
0: You just have to um, maintain your integrity and dignity and press on. Thanks for the call, Darnell. We are out of time tonight. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. Ian and Mark will be back tomorrow night, 7 p.m., Free Talk Live.
5: Woo! Hi, I'm Derek J. I don't want a politician to represent me. To me, Government is the idea that one group of people can coerce everyone to comply with an edict or face increasing punishments up to and including death. Despite perhaps the most noble of intentions, the best government services are a far cry from what could be provided for by voluntary interactions. Besides, the people who call themselves the government wage wars and put peaceful people in jail for crimes involving no victims. If Starbucks used some of its money to drop bombs, I wouldn't shop there. So why would I support the American empire? The empire does not require my consent.
6: Derek J's Victimless Crime Spree. Available now free in HD. See it now at VictimlessCrimesFree.com.